0: So there comes a time where you are confused with somebody else. Somebody that's perhaps close to you. Maybe a spouse, a friend, a roommate, a child even. With children, actually, I think it comes out more than the adults because children don't know how to mask this yet. They don't understand. Most adults don't either until they actually think about it. So here's what I'm going to tell you. Sometimes people are angry Because they do not want to be sad. Now anger and fear are obviously related. But this is the thing. So say for example. Your kid is with you. And uh, they don't want to leave. But they know you have to go to work. And yada yada yada. First they're going to display a small amount of sadness. Then. They're going to realize that that's not working. And then they'll realize that it's easier to be angry than it is to be sad. So they'll pick a fight. Narcissistic men do this as well. They'll pick a fight on purpose because it's easier for them to be angry than sad. And it's almost like leaving on an angry note is better than on a, bad one, on a good one because it's easier to handle. You could always, quote-unquote, make up a day or two afterwards. But if you leave on a nice note, it's almost like you're happy to be going. Nobody wants to experience that. Nobody wants to be left with the person leaving being content And nobody wants to leave with the person that's staying being content because both of them are going to think that they're happier without them there. But in an effort to not communicate that because we don't understand, we pick fights. And we choose to leave ourselves angry when we leave. I've uh, discovered that just recently. I was wondering why it happens. And now I understand because it's easier to be angry than it is to be sad. Hey, what's up? Tumultuous here. With Avoiding Entropy, I'm going to switch gears for a hot second here. I don't know if how many of you know this, but I, there's another podcast out there with my voice on it. And it's mostly about the restaurant industry. But something that is a part of one of the episodes on that I would like to bring here because it translates into all aspects of life. In general, if you haven't ever worked in a restaurant, I recommend that you do, even for a week. I think everybody should live in Manhattan for two months if they can and work in a restaurant for two months if they can. If you have worked in a restaurant, you, I think you would like the podcast. Everyone has been unanimous that has listened to it and worked in a restaurant likes it. I'll tell you at the end. But this is how it translates. In the restaurant industry, there's a lot of things going on. Especially if you're the person in charge, like the chef, for instance. You have to manage all the food to go out to the tables accordingly with timing, appetizers, entrees. You know, If you're really good and if you're running a decent joint... The person that delivers the food to the table doesn't do something called auctioning it off. Who has the chicken? Who has the, you know? Because there's position points, which are seat numbers in every table. So almost like magically, we know exactly where the food's going. It's called organization. Now, as the person who's in charge of all of this, there's a lot of things going on at the same time, which is great for, for chefs that know what they're doing and they like chaos because that's where they thrive. And it doesn't matter if I have two tables waiting on their entrees for an hour, somebody just burned themselves with the fryer oil, the health department's in the building, but no, 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 Gerard. Table 34's appetizer, mozzarella, burrata is the most important thing in the world. I'm going to stop everything, and I'm going to listen here. It It is your upbringing that made you who you are today. And it is your vision on life and other people, how you treat people today. You have to understand, and this, is, this doesn't go for everyone, but kind of. Now, some people do this more than others, but everyone does do this at some point. And if, the quicker you realize that you do this, the quicker and easier your life will be, actually, believe it or not. The things that are going on with you, your problems, your achievements, mostly negative, right? It's, that, it's not the most important thing in the world. Even if it's the most important thing in the world to you, That's all well and good. Then you sit in your room by yourself and make it important. When you go out into the world where there's other people that, you know, share this planet with, they have things going on just like you do. And believe it or not, they think that that's the most important thing in their world. So you have to understand that there's a time and place for everything. And you have to understand something called etiquette. But not etiquette towards like waiting for the chef to acknowledge you to tell me that you missed this appetizer order. I don't mean that that kind of etiquette. I mean etiquette to yourself. If you stress out about the least things being the most important thing, and you're a procrastinator that waits to the last minute and then freaks out every time you have to go somewhere, then you're constantly, repetitively putting a negative energy and a negative aspect to your life. And for whatever reason that you do it, It's most likely because you had to do it at some point and then just continue to do it because you think that that's the norm. The problem with human beings in this sense is that we adapt very, very well. But once we adapt to something, we just set that as the standard. Never actually going back and rechecking and maybe not having to put on this crutch or having this disability on purpose. Now there's procrastinators that are professional procrastinators and do it because they like the thrill of things. I'm one of those people. I wait till the last minute for everything, but then it's a fun last minute. You know, I calculate everything out and I actually enjoy doing that. But there's other people that I know that procrastinate that at the end of it, when it's time to actually go and they've been dilly-dallying this whole time, they freak out, they get upset, they get mad. But I often sit there and I think, I'm like, well, you had all this time. What the fuck? And I'm thinking because that's not important to me, Right? So just as you have to understand that there's other people that are doing things in their lives that's important to them, that your shit could probably wait, unless it's life and death, the same thing can go in reverse. right? You have to understand that when a person's telling you something, it doesn't seem important to you. It seems trivial. It's bullshit. Who cares? Your hedgehog died. Wow, big fucking whoop, go get another one. You could get you, just capture one and that's a hedgehog. It's a fucking rodent. That person didn't talk to me for three months because I made fun of something that she loved. To me, a hedgehog is a rodent. Like, I I cook rabbits for a living. Well, not anymore, but you know what I mean. That's neither here nor there. You know, I have a fish. I took care of the fish. The fish died. I was sad. That's the point. I didn't understand that when she was talking about the hedgehog. You have to see the fact that when a person is giving you the time of day to actually communicate something to you, whether it's a complaint, whether it's a seek for advice, or anything, that's already a gift that you're getting because 8 billion people in the world out here, a lot of them aren't very nice. And if someone has found you and given you the time of day, that's a gift. Listen to them. Don't throw yourself into the middle of the conversation and immediately go to something similar that happened to you. Sometimes the person that's talking to you just wants you to sit down next to them and tell the world to go fuck itself. You know? A lot of people don't realize that. That's why we throw our own problems in the mix first. Oh, the same thing happened to me. You got, you're lucky, though. This happened to me. It was way worse. That's not what the person wants to hear. That's not why they chose to talk to you. And maybe some people are talked to you too much. Maybe some people would like to be alone. and They're always getting bothered by people, asking them questions. And a little solitude, peace and quiet is actually something good. Which is great. But remember... But the more you have of something, the less you have of the opposite, and you'll get used to it, and then that'll be your standard. Do you like being alone so much that you'll be alone forever? You'll forget how to associate and be social? Or do you assimilate and find a happy balance? The only way to do that is to respect everyone else around you. And the only way to do that is to respect yourself. And understand that your problems aren't the worst possible thing that could happen, and they're not the most important thing in the world.